Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's time for the Eastern Conference semifinal at TQL Stadium. Underway before a packed house in Cincinnati. Montreal sends in. This ball takes a bounce in the 18, and there's Blake to snuff that out. Harrier fires. Saved by Celentano, who punched it away. This ball has. It has been a dream season for FC Cincinnati so far, who over the weekend punched their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals after taking down the Philadelphia Union, setting up a match against their rival, the Columbus Crew. And the accolades keep adding up. Supporters Shield winners, Defender of the Year in Matt Miazga, MVP and Lucho Acosta. And now we are absolutely thrilled to be joined by the MLS Coach of the Year, Pat Noonan. Coach, good morning. Great to see you. Good morning. Appreciate you having me on. All right. So I know the last time we had you on, we, we asked you about being in the contention for, for Coach of the Year, and you said you're not really thinking about it. But, but now that you have received this honor, um, how does it feel? What does it mean to you? Well, it's certainly humbling, you know, when you take into account, you know, some of the, uh, the coaches uh, that have had really strong seasons and done a great job with their clubs. Um, you know, my thought process doesn't change. Uh, while it's certainly a, a nice accolade, there's uh, other goals that we're trying to achieve. Um, but it's uh, a credit to the, the work that everybody, you know, around you puts in to help the, uh, you know, the, the collective. And so, you know, what I said a couple weeks ago was I really appreciate the, the people that I'm surrounded by that, you know, make my job a lot easier and, and, and put in the work to, to help us uh, have success on and off the field. So, uh, very appreciative of that. Congratulations. That's a huge honor. I thought you were going to ask him about the last time he was here if he had Skyline Chili. Oh, the Skyline Chili. Yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> we did. N- not yet. Not yet. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe that's actually the they, secret to his success is staying away from kill, the Skyline. You're killing me with our locals here. <laughs> <laughs> um, serious question. Uh, you guys got it done against Philly without your Defender of the Year. That was one of the headlines, if not the biggest headline going into that game, Pat. What, what was the key to not having essentially your best defender and, and getting not only a win, but a shutout win against the Union? I thought our back line, you know, especially those three center backs were outstanding. Um, you know, I thought we had a, a strong start to the game. Um, you know, some good on-ball decision-making. And, and then that part got away from us a little bit. And when it did and, and we, you know, started to play too direct and the game got opened up, I think it was in those moments that our back line, you know, did a really good job of, of defending 1v1, uh, of defending the box, uh, dealing with, you know, a, a Philly team that's so dangerous in transition and um, does a really good job of, of, you know, putting your back line under pressure. Those guys handled that uh, very well on the evening. So I was 
I was certainly pleased with the, uh, the, the overall team performance, but those guys along the back line uh, stepped in and did a really good job. Pat, do you know if you'll have Miazga for the conference final on Saturday? Yeah, still waiting on that decision. Okay. Uh, Coach, I want to ask you, uh, you're a native of uh, the St. Louis area. Um, obviously, you've had a lot of success. Is it because maybe you use Provel as punishment, uh, where if the team plays bad, you make them eat that? <laughs> that helps to build the immune system. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, it's unique. We'll, we'll say that, but you got to... Uh, be true to, to where you come from and, and, you know, some of your own staples and certainly the Emo's Pizza is one of ours. So um, I'm still a fan. Nice. Well, if you can eat that, you can definitely handle Skyline Chili. Um, but I do want to ask about yeah. Lucho Costa. Obviously, you've had an incredible season. We've seen him be really successful in MLS. What do you think you did that unlocked the next level? Because he's definitely gotten even better. Well, it's not what I did. It's, it's um, Lucho being, you know, open to... Um, new, new ideas, new things. You know, our, our goal straight away was to get him uh, higher up the field uh, where he can impact the game uh, the way we've seen. And, uh, you know, he loves to play the assist band, but it was important um, that he was in and around goal because he can also finish plays off. And I think, um, you know, he, he accepted uh, some of those things early on. And, you know, I think the guys around him uh, having, you know, two forwards ahead of him to, to run off of, uh, off the ball um, was certainly something that um, allowed him to be more dangerous, more effective. Um, and I think, you know, the system for the most part is built around our, our key player in Lucho. And so, um, you know, not only was he accepting of some of the new ideas, but he's just continued to grow as a, as a player, as a captain, as a leader of this team and, and as a person. So I'm really pleased with where he's at and I'm, and I'm certainly uh, excited as we all are that he was able to take home that MVP trophy. Coach, first, congrats. I'm happy that the last time we spoke, I got to be your overly enthusiastic hype man. Uh, I'm now claiming Thank Oracle because I knew you were getting Coach of the Year. So congrats <laughs> on that. Appreciate that. Um, interested to see what you have ahead. But do you think that there's an overall feel that's different for these big derby games, especially Hell is Real? Of course, you know, this, this one even more unique because now you're talking about a playoff game. So um, I think over the last two years, certainly since I've been here, just to see how, um, you know, the rivalry's grown, the intensity of the games, the atmosphere in the stadiums, you know, the quality of play. Um, you know, I think our games, you know, with Columbus have been really good matchups. Um, you know, they're certainly in really good form right now. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, been been very vocal about uh, my respect for Wilford and the job that he's done. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to this matchup and, you know, just, you know, hearing and seeing that atmosphere uh, at TQL this past weekend, we know it's going to be even, uh, even better, um, you know, come Saturday. Coach, I want to ask you about um, a very a very special moment we saw on the field after the game, you and, and Jim Curtin embracing. I know that you guys have a, a long history together, a huge amount of, of mutual respect. What was said in, in that exchange? What words did he have for you after the game? Yeah, for me, it was just my level of respect and appreciation for Jim. You know, you, you have to do it in so many words because you have one, one coach that's won, one coach that hasn't. Uh, we both experienced it, so... Uh, you move on pretty quickly, but he just said he's he's really happy for me and, um, you know, in our group and, you know, try to go win it. So uh, quick exchange, but like you said, mutual respect. And uh, I have a lot of admiration for the job that uh, Jim continues to do with the union.
Uh, Coach, in your time uh, working and, and being friends with Jim Curtin, what do you think he'd say about your sneaker game if we asked him? <laughs> Not as good as his. <laughs> Not as good as his. He's... Uh, yeah, he stepped up his game. I'm not at that level. I don't have the, the fashion sense that Jim does. <laughs> <laughs> well, this the Hell is Real Derby has become, probably I would say, one of the, the best derbies in Major League Soccer. I've been lucky enough to, to be at a few of these, and the, the atmosphere is always, I mean, it, it's crazy. It's, it's literally insane. What are you anticipating this weekend? I mean, and how, how are you going to kind of utilize the, the fans at TQL Stadium to, to give you guys some momentum. Will you guys be drawing on that? Yeah, look, the players and, and, the, and the fans drive that, that rivalry and that environment and the intensity. And so, um, you know, our fans are, are incredible. And, you know, if you look back at the regular season matchup, that game felt different, as did our game, you know, at their place. So um, the fans drive it, but also the players and, and the quality of play also drive it because – I think there's been a good intensity uh, to the game. Um, you know, I wouldn't put it at the level of being dirty. I think the guys go about it on both sides in a really good way to um, to look to be, you know, on the front foot to attack. Um, and and both, you know, I think both attacking units have players that can hurt you and create, whether it's um, collectively or whether it's in isolation. So um, I'm looking forward to a really intense matchup. Hopefully. You know, you find the right moments and the right balance of of having that intensity, but also having the composure on the ball. Certainly Columbus, you know, they're the top you know team in the league in terms of, um, you know, keeping the ball, but also doing it with a purpose. You know, they move to goal really efficiently. And so uh, for us, I think it's important, you know, as as much as we want to apply pressure um, to have that quality with the ball. So, you know, there's there's ways where we can control the tempo and not let them, uh, you know, pin us deep. Wow, this is going to be a really good game. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, Pat, also wanted to ask you about a player that's been so, that has been able to help you guys in so much success this season, and that's Wobodo. Um, he didn't play uh, at the weekend against Philly. What's his status? I'm just curious. Day by day, we're optimistic that he's going to be available for this game. You know, the, the timeline for, uh, for the Philly game was just too short with, mm. um, you know, what he was dealing with, so... He did everything he could uh, in the, the days leading up to Philly to be available, but it just, um, you know, it wasn't the right decision. And, you know, if, if Obi's not out there, you know that, um, you know, he's dealing with pain because he's a tough kid. So um, we thought it was in the best uh, interest to, to kind of let him shut down for a couple days and, and just make sure if we can get through that Philly game that um, he was going to be in position to be available for Columbus. And, and as of right now, that's the case. How does Cincinnati change with and without Wobodeau? Well, we've seen just his ability defensively to, to be a ball winner for us. Um, you know, and, and even in moments where teams are able to break the pressure of Obi or his teammates, um, his recovery, um, his timing of his challenges has been so, so key for us on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, you saw with Yuya in this last game, um, you know, a different strength uh, of, of player and uh, his ability to control the ball, to move the ball, to penetrate uh, out of pressure. Um, so different players, but I thought I think both very effective in the middle of the field for us. Wow. What a season you guys have had. Uh, Coach, it is always great to catch up with you. Congratulations on all of the success and best of luck this weekend. We can't wait to watch. 
Thanks, guys. I appreciate your time. All right. We are going to take a break, uh, but lots more to come on Morning Footy when we return. Don't go anywhere. This is a really good team, really good players. Very difficult to play against them. We've already seen Morris pull the trigger once from distance. He's done it again! And this time, it's into the top corner! Jason Russell, roll! And there's the cherry on top! And Columbus crew have the revenge! We're into the attack for FC Cincinnati. Still Banji, going for that inline, gets his cross in! And it's in! Lutra Acosta with the finish! Back for Vasquez, back across, Cuba's first touch! And it's in! Moreno makes no mistake! It's the hosts! Who have the last laugh? Welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, only four teams remain in the MLS Cup playoffs and uh, this weekend in the Eastern Conference Final. It's gifting us another edition of one of the best rivalries in MLS. The hell is real derby between FC Cincinnati and the Columbus crew. Here's a look at this rivalry historically. It began in 2017 with FC Cincinnati's uh, U.S. Open Cup win over the crew and what was a huge upset for them. Um, interesting about this matchup, though, whoever wins this Eastern Conference final will host MLS Cup. So... There's a lot on the line. Um, this is a, we said it when we spoke with Pat Noonan earlier. I mean, this has become one of the best rivalries in the league. And for those of you that don't know sort of the genesis of the hell is real moniker for this derby, it, it's really interesting. And I love it because it's just so appropriate and fitting. So in between, <laughs> Cincinnati and Columbus are 110 miles apart in the state of Ohio. And there is a sign that says hell is real on Interstate 71 that is literally halfway between the two cities. If you're driving northbound from Cincinnati to Columbus, you will see this. And it was put up, I believe, in 2004 by this developer in Kentucky who put up a ton of religious billboards in the area, and this was one of them. And it's just this kind of creepy, ominous landmark that everybody who's driving between the two cities sees. It's, you, it, it's, it's heavy. It's you know? I, no, I love it. it. I love it, and I love that the Derby's named after it because it's more organic than some of the 100%. other where I feel like it's like a mailbag ask. It's like, what should we name the Derby? It just feels very artificial. And everyone, it was it was unanimous. Like, the supporters from both Columbus and Cincinnati both agreed on this. as like, oh, yeah, no, this is the name of They finally agreed on something. But we we've talked about, you know, we saw historically kind of how how this rivalry has has gone. And it's always it's always fire. It's always spicy. There's always a ton of goals in in these matches. And Columbus has kind so of both teams to score on your bet for this weekend. Oh, oh you got to go. No. Hey, you know what? It probably doesn't pay that much. You're the, right. The odds are probably not great for it. Does produce a lot of goals, though. But I just I, I think that when we think about the the rivalries, this one is so pure, it's so organic, and the fact that it is in an Eastern Conference final, the team that wins is going to host an MLS Cup. It's just I don't know. You couldn't really ask for more. This has to be the sort of the, the creme de la creme of this iteration of rivalries. Alexis. It's a lot. It's a lot, and it's it's so tough to decide which way to go. Cincinnati have been so dominant mm -hmm. at home. They've looked so good defensively. Columbus, incredible offensively. In the attack, they're incredible. I looked it up. Columbus leads against the two of them when comparing both teams. They lead in goals. They lead in shots creation. They lead in field tilt. They lead in possession. Cincinnati only lead in goals conceded and long balls uh, made. I mean, it's 
it's tough to sit here and decide. But also, Cincinnati very rarely loses at home to Columbus. Mm -hmm. It's either a draw or they lose away on the road. The last one was a 3-0 loss. I mean, this is such a tough... Has Cincinnati, excuse me, has Columbus ever won a TQL? Yes, they in won. 2020. In 2020. Was the last time they won, in 2019. But they split the series uh, this year. Yeah, they did. Yeah. With a lot of goals. With a lot of goals. In both of them. This feels like a precursor... Uh, this feels like the final before the final. Cincinnati and Columbus are better than Houston and LAFC. So you but think whoever wins this I have, I, My hunch is that the winner here is going to go on to win MLS Cup. Mm -hmm. But obviously, things have a final has to be played. It's 90 minutes. It can go either. Once you're in the final, anything can happen. But on paper, and after having seen what these four teams have done this season, mm -hmm. Cincinnati and Columbus are the top two teams out of the four. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, things change. But that's why it feels like the stakes are even higher because it because they're going into this one knowing, wow, more than ever, this is a, we're going, we're going into MLS Cup muscles yeah. flexed. They've been, both of these teams, wildly impressive. It's, it's, a, they're two, it's such interesting stories for both teams because FC Cincinnati, we've spoken a lot about how terrible they were when they first came into the league and they spent, you know, their first three seasons in existence at the very, very bottom of the standings and they were the, the golden or the, the wooden spoon holders for, for years. And now in two seasons, what Pat Noonan has done is incredible. The turnaround is absolutely remarkable. And then for Columbus, they won MLS Cup in 2020 in the COVID year under Caleb Porter. And then they let him go and it's been, it was kind of this rebuild and they, they were sort of floundering. They didn't have an identity. And what Wilfred Noxie has done in his first year in charge has completely re-energized re this um, this franchise, and it's it, they're two they're two extremely well coached teams. They're two teams that have very strong identities. They play very differently, but I think it's going to be such a a fun match to watch. They're also two sides with very lively, passionate fan bases, which. It impacts the game largely. Mm -hmm. If you think about like those bad years for Columbus Crew, mm -hmm. when it was, hey, we're going to sell, we're going to do whatever, and those fans really got behind that yeah. team. Yeah, um, save the crew. And yeah. the way that the support mounted behind FC Cincy as they started to grow, and obviously you want to push your team to do better, but mm -hmm. with Pat Noonan at the helm, they've done just that. So I think that that is a huge factor, especially going into this game, especially at TQL, mm -hmm. to give that boost uh, to Cincy. You think I, we, do you think we live in a world where we're going to see the coach of the year and the MVP get bumped out of the playoffs at home mm -mm. by their rival? I want the story. I think I... I think it's possible, and this is this is n saying nothing against FC Cincinnati, but I think if, if there is a team that can do it, I think it's the Columbus crew. Does Cincinnati stop Cucho without Matt Miazga? Ooh, that's a great question. Great who's the question. biggest? Who's the yeah, biggest game changer? They could. I thought they played really well without him last game. Who's the biggest game changer Philly? between both squads? The biggest game changer on each. Uh, in both. In both groups. Well, Who's the be, biggest? It has to be. Would it be Cucho? Cucho, right? Or would it be Lucho? Mm. Lucho or Cucho? <laughs> Great law firm for, for in me, Latin America. For me, for me Lucho, because Lucho, Lucho. Brings, brings two things to the table. Not that Cucho can't assist or anything, but uh, the end product is Cucho. Lucho Costa is what the team gravitates the around the engine. him. He's the nucleus, I'd say. I feel like Columbus can get it done without Cucho getting on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. I feel like Cincinnati will struggle much more if, 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 okay, let's put it this way. If Acosta has the worst game of his career, mm -hmm. 
Cincinnati will struggle more if more than Columbus if Cucho has the worst game of his career. Okay. So I does can, that answer the game changer? No, But you have to anticipate that tactically they're going to want to try to isolate Lucho because he's a string puller. Yeah. And so even if he's not involved in goal creation and getting shots off, you don't want him on the ball. Mm-hmm. So, so good luck doing that. And also exactly. if Columbus is going to push everyone forward, find me one player good enough to pick out a good, a good, a good through ball or someone that could get you know, Brendan Vasquez in the attack mm-hmm. on a quick transition, and that's Lucho Acosta. So, this is such a wonderful matchup. Yeah, I I'm so excited for this weekend. Uh, it's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm looking back. So I'm, I'm looking back to last weekend and what the Columbus crew were able to do against Orlando, which is another very hostile environment when you're playing at Exploria Stadium. And for them to be able to kind of keep their composure and get a result on the road. And then I'm thinking back. You were there. You were at the U.S. Open Cup semifinal match in Cincinnati against Miami, Miami. where (laughs) Cincinnati, I mean, we, we, I thought for sure, I mean, they were playing at TQL Stadium. They were at home where they've been so good and they let, they let it slip away. They let it slip away. And they were better. I think that's a learning experience also. And so does that give you more confidence in Cincinnati thinking that that was a learning moment for them? Or is it a, a moment to pause and think, hmm? For sure it's a learning experience and for sure seeing out games is a skill. Yeah. Without a doubt. Especially for teams that haven't that don't have so much obligation usually. Obviously, like, like, like Cincinnati. Cincinnati is, is, is not, not an LAFC. Cincinnati is a, a team that's never won MLS Cup. Yeah. This is now they have the obligation, yeah. right? And just like against Inter-Miami, you look at it on paper, it's like, oh, wow. Cincinnati is, is a team that's playing better football, but now they have the obligation to close out against Inter-Miami, and they couldn't. So, um, sure, yes, I think that, that we'll all play eggs in their basket, but... If they don't have Wobodo and they don't have Miazga, I tilt I everything a little bit in favor of Columbus. Mm-hmm. No Wobodo, no Miazga again? That's tough. <sighs> mm. I can't wait. I, yeah. Saturday, who do you who do you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna put you all on the spot. You know what? Only because they did it against Orlando, I, I feel like Columbus <laughs> might be able to they've they've got the the practice now to be able to do this. And maybe maybe this Maybe the spotlight shines a little too bright for Cincinnati. Ooh. Maybe. Don't remember that if, if the final. <laughs> I, I'm going that. with Cincy. Uh-huh. I really, I want this for them. I think that yeah. just in terms of, I guess, the romantic side of yeah, football. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, when I think of Cincinnati, Cincy. I think romantic. Yes. <laughs> it is. It's a lovely place. Um, you want to see a team that's never done it wrap it up with yeah. a neat little bow. I think of a three-time MLS Cup champion like Darlington Nagby, who I'm going to reference something that I used the other day on the show because I really like it. Darlington Nagby, mucho fútbol. Mucho fútbol. He's so good. Mucho fútbol. Yeah. They just re-signed him, too. I don't so, know. I don't I, I have a weird feeling about Columbus. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I would be thrilled for either team. I know that's such a... It's yeah. like, it's like, Go I sports. Love, yeah. I love all Three my against children. One against a home team. Oh, it's going to be great. 6 p.m. Eastern on Apple TV this Saturday, the Eastern Conference Final. All right, we're going to take a break. Um, we've got plenty more to come on Morning Footy when we return after a quick timeout. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, if you recall, Lionel Messi is a star, but he's just like us, and we'll shop at Publix if the occasion arises and presents itself. Look at him, so normal. What's he got in his cart? Looks a like some whole cereal. Lot of cereal. Mm. This is the only similarity I have to Messi. Lord knows I have no left foot and no World Cup to speak of. So yes, <laughs> cereal in a shopping cart. Here we go. How much did Silk pay for that little ad on the front of that shopping cart? They had no idea. No what idea. They were <laughs> the ROI no idea. on that must be through the roof. Well, that I mean that the shot of Leo Messi at a Publix um, went viral, and guess what? Our very own Charlie Davies is standing in front of Publix is right it? now. Is this the Publix, Charlie? Is this the Leo Messi? Is it? Publix? I don't know. Is this, is this <laughs> Publix? Wow. Um, this is an iconic staple of Florida, no? The Publix. Um, there's also some pitches over there where That's... Messi has, has been rumored to be playing pickup games. What a beautiful um, city. So, yes. Chuck... I, I gotta, I've never been to a Publix, so I got a chance to go check it out. And um, it's actually much bigger on, on the inside. On the outside, it kind of looks like a CVS if you're familiar with CBS in the Northeast. But, um, yes, uh, it's actually quite nice. Chuck, you've got to get the chicken tender sub straight up. That's, like, the, the Publix thing. And those fields over there, Brickle okay. Soccer and Paddle, is where I've had some of my most glorious moments Aww. as a young adult over there on that field. First kiss? Oh, you were over there. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's that's... 10 minutes from my house. This right feels like such a morning show. I, right love, I love that we sent Charlie to Publix. Chuck, how much security did they have with you to, to keep your adoring fans off you walking through Publix? Are you signing cereal yeah, it's, boxes it's got, in there? It's, it's, it's really crazy in there. As soon as I entered, there's a lot of lights, a lot of people, you know, grabbing, touching, chaos. asking for autographs. It's chaos. But, I'm letting the block um, know. Go get Charlie's autograph. He's available. Just go yes. find every Publix <laughs> yeah. in Miami. <laughs> All right. Um, but it's, it's amazing. Well, Charlie, while we have you standing in front of Publix, um, we're opening up our Tuesday mailbag, and uh, the people have asked us some, some Champions League questions, and we want to get you involved. Are you good with that? All good. Okay. All right. Let's ask uh, our first question. What do we got here? Sorry, I'm looking through my rundown. I lost it. <laughs> Question one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Which of the favorites to win Champions League goes home early? Who's, who could potentially have an early exit? Ooh. What do you got, Charlie? In the knockout stages? Uh, I don't or know. At any or point. I guess any. Early. Early yeah. for a favorite. I have my candidate. Do, do, uh, United. Too. United. United. Are no, they we a said favorites. Favorites. <laughs> favorites to advance in that group. Manchester yeah, United would yeah, be a favorite to yeah, advance in that Manchester group. Manchester United, yeah. Is uh, Manchester United agree? a favorite in anything right yeah, now? To, if you're, if you get drawn in a group with Bayern Munich, mm -hmm. Galatasaray, and Copenhagen, yeah, you're the favorite. And you, Let's be real. You, and you're Manchester United, and you crash out of that group. That's a favorite crashing out for okay. sure. I'll let you have it. I, I, for, for me, Barcelona throughout the entire Barcelona tournament. Well, if Barcelona gets matched up in the next round with a with a Manchester City or a Bayern Munich, I'm I'm not too confident in Barcelona getting out of that draw. I, I would also say AC Milan, Ooh. just because they're Champions League semifinalists from last season, and, and yes, they control their own destiny, but they haven't been convincing. And without Rafael Leal today, it'll be interesting if they can get the win at home. 
Yeah, and for a team that struggled to to score goals. Um, I mean, they do have a number of injuries outside of Leao and suspensions with Musa. So, yeah, they are in a precarious situation. Okay, all right. Precarious. Good job. Good job, guys. All right, question two. Uh, Do you think the Champions League final will ever take place in the United States? This is from Jose. Charlie, what do you think? Will we ever see it? (laughs) Stateside? Maybe Miami? Hey, money's crazy, but no, I I don't see them – giving the Champions League, the coveted tournament, and allowing that to be played in the United States. I just don't see that happening. No. Never. Hmm. Really? I don't know. What if we come up with Qatari money, Charlie? What then? (laughs) Money does crazy things, but I just can't see them doing that. I mean, remember, they tried to have El Clasico with Real Madrid and Barcelona being played in, in Miami uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that, man. That, that, that was your way for pulling that, the plug. That, you know? that public no, that's, <laughs> that's a fair show. I mean, granted, much smaller scale, but we've had the Copa America final at the Meadowlands. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the Copa. We had, we had a Copa Libertadores final in the Santiago Bernabeu. They hold the Supercopa de España in Saudi Arabia. Money talks, football's globalized, and as much as. I'm a traditionalist and a purist, and I think the Champions League final should stay in Europe, and the Copa Libertadores final oh. should be in South America. It feels. Listen, like I'll start happen. the GoFundMe. I'll say this: <laughs> I, I had the luxury at the Champions League final of meeting someone who works for UEFA at a pretty high level, and I said, "Yo, Champions League final in the U.S.?" And he goes, "It'll never happen." I go, "Never?" And he goes, "Well," mm. and that. Well, right now that there, you asked, you know they're never that, doing it. No, that word "well" until, just tells you everything. Until. Uh-huh. Well, well, well means money. <laughs> well, big enough bag. Oh God! Well. What is going on with Chuck? <laughs> Your public's got no coffee or Wi-Fi. What's going on, bro? <laughs> We're struggling over here. <laughs> no, that, that pocket, right, right when you pass the stop sign. I swear to God, that it's that a dead block, zone. it's a dead zone. Jeez. It's, yeah. <laughs> they, they chose the public with the worst cell phones. Charlie oh, just got man. so dark, I thought he was in the studio. Shut <laughs> <laughs> it off. All right, we got another question. Um, this one is from uh, Jose Becquerer Zamora. He wants to know who is the best player from CONCACAF in Champions League? Ooh, that's Ooh, a good that's question. That's a great question. That will require right a whiteboard for me mm-hmm. <laughs> to yes. go down the no, list. It's, it's, uh, look, let's let's throw them out there. Pulisic? Uh, Chucky Lozano, Pulisic, Pulisic. Um, Alfonso Davies. Santi. Santi Jimenez. Mm. Yunus Musa. Mm-hmm. I, Davies? Ooh, for, well, right now, know. now? I'd say Pulisic is more in form. Now, who's the most effective for their team? It might be Davies or Santi Jimenez this season. Mm. Are we talking that's right good. now? Like, that's a great oh, that's question. A ch- and, mm. Yeah, I don't oh, know. He's not there. He's, oh, he's good. Oh, Chuck's gone. Did I look back. Oh, I can't see him, so I turn around. I'm like, Chuck, what do you think? Oh, that's the stadium. He wants to get a pump. He wants to get a Chuck said, "Pub sub." Forget you guys. I don't need this mail bag. Oh, God. for the people that don't know what a pub sub is, can you? Explain. Okay, so, I mean, Publix just has like a deli, yeah. and it's just they're they're like hero, I guess, right? Yeah. What do you call it here? In the, Some people in the, say grinder. Okay. Yeah. All right. so Nobody's it's, it's calling a it a grinder. People, it's a hero. It's uh, a hoagie. You're, it's you're a in sub. the state where the word grinder okay. was invented. There you go. Okay, whatever. It's a sub, and but but the most famous one is a chicken tender sub, and it's just they literally put chicken tenders. I guess you can put like cheese, and, like fried and chicken tenders. Yeah, fried yes. chicken tenders. And when you, it's really good, but the 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 swallowing is is like. 
so crunchy, you're scraping up your whole well, layer. It's, it's a lot of bread, bread and chicken <laughs> all together. It's not like it's, 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 it's tough. It's, they should make a sandwich out of delicious. those nuggets. Now, <laughs> you brought it up. So was there another question that we could answer? Regrets. <laughs> I've had a few. Um, okay, we've got another question. This one is from Sean. Uh, if you could walk onto any current Champions League team, which would it be? Milan. And why? Why Milan? Because I just think that front line is so much fun, and I have always played it as a midfielder, uh-huh. and I like getting the ball to the people that can actually do something with it, um, and you can't go wrong with the healthy uh, Rafa Giroud, who's going to absolutely bag a, an exquisite aerial goal, likely mm-hmm. um, Pulisic. Like, yes. Like, I'll, I'll play Great beside shout. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, no problem. What do you mean by walk on? Just walk on like you have the ability. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of way? He's like, allow me to preface this if you had yeah. some ability. And Nico, if, Nico, if you say young boys, the cops are waiting outside the door, the studio door. No, I, Antwerp, Antwerp. If I could walk on and convince Mark van Bommel, hey, give me a shot tonight against Shakhtar, and then I'll prove it against Barcelona and qualify the team to Europa League. I'm the keep through Europa League. Ah, Antwerp. Antwerp's like, they haven't won yet. Yeah, the easy oh. answer is Arsenal. Let me get the kit and then give me five <laughs> minutes of running. Mm-hmm. And then when I pass away after five minutes of running. You think you're going for five <laughs> in minutes? In memoriam. <laughs> you, I'm wearing the kit. <laughs> Amazing. I think I'm going to go Real Madrid. Just because, like, if, you know, like, the, the chances of you winning are, are very high. That is You know? Point. Like, it's just like, yeah. Not, is, no the, one picks City. The question eh. that always Yeah, I know, right? City. Pep just feels like a, like a college professor. You're going to have, like, homework to do. The question <laughs> I guess we can discuss it at the break is, like, how long, you, friends always ask, how long do you think you can be out on, oh, a, on a field, on, on, a, on a professional game before you're found out? Oh. Before you're found out? Yeah, before you're like, oh. Nico Cantor, right As the fourth official holds up my number. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say, like, how long can you hold? Like, how many minutes can no, you hold? No, no, how long until you're found out? For me, it's like on my, maybe I get lucky with the first touch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like within the minute. I was going to say, probably in a, like a 90 seconds. Yeah. It's like, oh, yep, no. When I bend over to get the note out of my sock to get to the other <laughs> one, and oh, you hear, in those give me, sideline Give me lights. five because I need <laughs> to get like my first absolute like cinder block touch like out you of can the way. I your own. Yeah. yeah, but every once in a while you get like a wonky touch and that one's going to tell quick as heck, right? No, no. no. Yeah. It's like those guys is like, Man, I would. One of my friends goes. I would at least twenty minutes. Like twenty. Bro, there's not a chance. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Have no you, chance. Have not you even breathed near a professional <laughs> no. footballer? No chance. Because, not even yeah. twenty minutes on the bench. They'd be like, Yo, who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Do not let him warm up. All right, we're going to take another break. Uh, we have Christine Cupo here, and so in that vein, we are going to chat some of the Italian teams that are uh, competing in Champions League when we return. Stay with us, everyone. We're going to be right back. Now, one of the most iconic stadiums in world football. Always high stakes in these group stage fixtures. Any moment of quality could prove decisive. Cataldi, Luis Alberto, the goalkeeper from Adele. Can you believe what you've seen here? It's in. 1 1. And the creative spark in this Milan team has found a delicious equaliser. Dumfries has made a good run in behind. Back for Terem! Finally for Inter! Ronald Shelley up. 
deflected in. The cross from Mario Rui causing the problems for Union. And Napoli in front. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Uh, as we mentioned, Christine Cupo is at this desk right now, and she is our expert on all things Italy, Italian soccer. And we've got four teams uh, competing in Champions League from Italy this year. So we're going to do a little, a little uh, status update, if you will, on some of the teams. Sure, sure, sure. Let's start with Napoli. Napoli. Let's start okay. with Napoli because they have a, <clears throat> they have a, new, a new coach in Walter Mazzari, Rudy Garcia out, Mazzari in, who had coached them previously. They got the 2-1 win over Atalanta over the weekend. So, uh, you know, maybe a, a little new coach bump effect. Maybe a little bit of a new coach bump. I mean, they do have a lot of talent in that pool yet, uh, and things were just not working under Rudy, and that was evident. Uh, I'm still surprised that they appointed Mazzari. Uh, yes, he is a boomerang coach for Napoli. He actually spent the largest amount of time with the Napoli side because he did bop around his tenure is usually about a year, year and a half max, team to team. Uh, yeah, the only team outside of Italy that he had managed uh, was Watford, and that did not go hmm. well. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I have questions. He also was an assistant manager for them back in their Seti B days, and he was not responsible for bringing them back but up he, in promotion. Contrary he, to what he believes. Yeah, I, I think for me, I was already a little bit jury out on Mazzari, and then Friday's presser came, and he had a, a gem, we'll call it a gem, of a <laughs> quote uh, where he said, uh, we did a lot. All the progress the club has made started with me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy even more. You know, Never mind that he uh, looks like Dustin did, Hoffman and Alec Baldwin. He did win uh, Coppa Italia with that Napoli side, mm -hmm. but it was over a decade ago. I think right. it's very bizarre to say that, especially coming off your first win with the team and you're a fresh appointment. I yeah. think maybe prove that you are worthy of this role before you start putting cart yeah, Especially when you're facing Real Madrid. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, that's, Now's not the time to flex just yet. Yeah. Or actually, like, maybe it's the best time to flex. You're about to take L. That Napoli team that won Coppa Italia, I remember them crashing out to Chelsea in the Champions League managed by Mazzari. They yeah. had Cavani, Lavesi, Hamsik, Juan maybe in their back line, the Brazilian... Oh, I looked up the team the other day and I was like, oh, wow. Squad Insigne. I mean, I'm going to continue. You'll have to pull that, yeah, yeah. Pull that yeah, roster yeah, yeah. up because my memory is not that great. But, um, yeah, I, I have a lot of questions. Uh -huh. I, I think, obviously, he hasn't been tested yet. I am not super comfortable with him. Well, here it comes. Dragging him into. <laughs> right. Right. Well, the chance, yeah. right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and this is what, you know. Surely, and I know that De Laurentiis is a notorious, staunch businessman, but surely there had to be a better candidate to slot into this managerial role at this juncture, especially knowing that you have a Champions League side. But I digress. Uh, that, hmm. That's going to be Napoli's story, right? So, um, you know, they're coming off a, a Cavada goal, Elmas goal from Atalanta, but again, mm -hmm. that's... You know, you're coming up against Gasparini. He's very, very experienced. Mm -hmm. In fact, he plays one of the more attractive styles that I enjoy to watch. But um, I don't know. Uh, it's my guess what this Napoli side will be able to pull off in Champions League. The front three was Hamsik, Lavesi, Cavani, Juan Camilo Zuniga, Colombian left back on the outside, who was so good. Gokan Inler paired with Walter Gargano, another Uruguayan in yeah. the midfield with Paolo Caravaro as the center back. 
Wow. Mm. Um, all right. Well, let's transition over to uh, to Group E. Lazio are taking on Celtic today. Here's a look at the standings in that group. Uh, Lazio currently in second place on seven points. This is a huge opportunity for them against a, a Celtic side. This is probably their best opportunity to grab three points. But Lazio have been, they've not been great, Christine. They finished second in Serie A last year. They're yeah. in 11th Currently right sitting in 11th. The story of them this season has been drastically different. Quite frankly, uh, Lazio have been playing a largely defensive game, uh, which, you know, is not super surprising, but sorry, sorry ball in essence uh, usually allows for more attacking play. The the good part of this, I guess, in Lazio's favor, because they are favored in this match, is that Celtic haven't been able to get very many shots off and they're going to go in and play very defensively. So I think they're actually going to lock it down. Um, I don't think it's going to be a particularly explosive match. Uh, they've only lost to Feyenoord in, in this competition. And they've come up with clean sheets in the last three consecutive Serie A matches. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely going to be a defensive display. How much do you think Lazio has dropped off because of Milinkovic-Savic leaving? Mm. A ton. A ton. He was so important to the side. And I don't think, or, or maybe they did, uh, think they realized how important he is to actually just being this sort of linchpin to that Lazio side. Mm. Just haven't been able to one-to-one -one replace him. And I don't think there is, you know, another SMS that way. Celtic are about to get cooked. I'm sorry. Lazio haven't lost in their last uh, seven home games, and Celtic haven't traveled well in this competition as of late. And they're also not shooting. No, so. they're about to get. It's so. crazy because they're so, they're, they're so prolific offensively in the Scottish Premiership. So um, if Lazio does beat Celtic and Atletico Madrid beats Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid clinches and Lazio clinches. Mm. Um, all right, let's get into uh, some predictions for some of today's Champions League matches, starting with PSG and Newcastle. How do we think this is going to go, Alexis? PSG, all the way. All the way. I think it's actually like not even easy. a. I think it's going to be pretty easy. <sighs> Scoreline. Yeah. They're yeah. home, they're in form, they're hot. Mm -hmm. Newcastle having to go away. Bunch of Jordies in Paris? Nah, fam. I'm going, I'm going with Paris. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm pulling for the upset. I'm going Newcastle. Let's go. I really am. Let's I, go. I'm going to say 2-1. Come on, Magpies. Miko. Of course. It was so ominous. I just yeah. pissed. I, I would like <laughs> Newcastle to keep it to keep it fun. I just it's, it's hard to bet against. You merely adopted the baguette. <laughs> I was born in it. <laughs> is there is there any chance oh. that that PSG just kind of take their foot off the mm -mm. pedal a little bit here? Nope. No. 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 Nah. No. Nah. Okay, then I'm going to go PSG. I want my, my heart says Newcastle, but. Were you waiting I'm for our answer before you made <laughs> Ian's a Ian's a huge Newcastle yeah. fan, and I'm, you know, I want to be a supportive fiance, but I'm, I'm also a realist. And there you go. We got to keep it. We got to keep I'm it. I'm there real. in the dream. Tough love here, is, you know? is sometimes the what's in order. You know He's what I mean? Your Eonce. My <laughs> Good one. Annoying uh, him. Annoy him with that. Please annoy him with that. Please annoy him with that. That's sensational. That's the best bit you have dropped on this show since we no, started. No, the ones that I got in trouble for are the best. Oh, yeah, I'd say that's good. Okay, uh, let's move it along. The other uh, Group F match, Milan, Dortmund. Nico, we'll go with you first. Draw. Draw. Does Milan score? Yes, it'll be a 1-1 draw. Okay. You know, I don't want to agree with Nico because I just don't want to. I refuse. Nice. But it's a reasonable assumption that they could draw. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to have the, the back four of Teo, Calabria, 
uh, Chow and Tamori, and they're going to have to lock it down. Um, I'm going to say Loftus Cheek needs to step up and play in more advanced position to try huh. to uh, help out. Pick That's a team. Three. Milan. <laughs> okay. Milan. Hmm. I yeah. also will say Milan. They're home. Dortmund are surprisingly good because I don't know where to point the finger and say this is why they're good. So I I'm know. going with Milan. Wait, I know it is. They are yeah. bizarre, but they also they scored four goals over the weekend against Mönchengladbach, and so I don't know. Mm. I have I, I have a weird feeling about Dortmund in this one. <laughs> I'm going to say Dortmund. I don't know Oof, why. The betray- I'm like in this essay. I don't know. It's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> it's chaos. Uh, Man. Okay, so Man City have already clinched to the next round, but they're playing Leipzig. Yeah, this is, is for this the top still- spot, though. It is for the top spot, right. so it's not like there's nothing to play for. Yeah, you want to wrap up. Top spot. So to City to get, get it done. Place team City gets it done. City. Ah, you know what? I'll say Leipzig. Just, yeah. to, just to say something. <laughs> That's some flavor. Maybe I look like a genius. <laughs> Leipzig are, are they're on the down. By the way, it's like no one really talks about Leipzig. Oh, the good greatest point. Soccer world. I'll go City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, City. Whatever. I don't know. Oh, it's fun. Christine, thank you so much for. Uh, it's it's been a really Coming good in. morning. Yeah. 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 Have you enjoyed yourself? I, I have. missed you on morning. Footy. Ten out of ten would do again. There you go. Oh, there you go. Would highly recommend. Catch Christine's cousin on the Hornbook. <laughs> We're all watching the Hornbook channel, you know. <laughs> Guys, enjoy all the soccer today. Remember, um, coverage starts at 1 p.m. on Paramount Plus from Miami. Enjoy it. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Oh, guys. <laughs>